Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong, Jackie Jack. and Joe Getty. Joey, baby! Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this, they're loco. And everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. the scenes here was uh, watching a video of a lacrosse game, a girls lacrosse game in which a uh, a, a young man who has a fantasy of being a woman or has autogynephilia or something, I think I'm supposed to say identifies as a woman, but you're not going to tell me what to say and what to think. Anyway, this young man who's playing against girls uh, plays the game with the speed and violence of the male game and knocks out this young girl's teeth. And the video consists oh of her shrieking in agony on the field. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, here's the uh, one of the debate judges, clip 97, Michael. When we're or judging, debaters. if someone reads, like, misgendering, if someone misgenders someone in the mirror and they make them feel unsafe, whatever, we're not evaluating the debate. We're just going to say no. Yeah, so uh, the highest crime then in high school debate is to misgender someone. And no matter how good a debater they are, how good their arguments are, et cetera, they will lose. This is a cult, friends. A cult. So strange. Moving along. You remember United Airlines uh, announced that they were implementing a system called WILMA, a rough acronym for its new boarding technique. Window, middle, aisle. Which actually makes sense as far as it goes, right? 
Sure, since they have assigned seating, you're not. There's no hurry to get on. You might as well have people not have to stand up and move out of the way so the window person gets in. So this uh, article in the Wall Street Journal goes on to talk about Jason Steffen, who's an associate professor of physics at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, a.k.a. UNLV, who became fascinated with the question of how to most efficiently board airliners. It sure seems like it would be window, middle aisle, back to front, but I'm, I'm not an astrophysicist. Yeah, something like that. So you don't have to be one to understand his frustration. It began with one unpleasant trip to the airport in Seattle. SeaTac, I've been uh, to and through many, many times. Uh, shout out to my daughter, Kate, who lives in that area. Uh, anyway, he says, I had to wait in line in traffic. Then I had to wait in line at security. Then I had to wait in line to check my ticket at the gate. And then I had to wait in line at the jet bridge. And I thought that last line was probably unnecessary. And the thought nagged him for a few years before he decided he should do something about it. And he said, one of the reasons I allowed myself to be entertained by the idea was that it seemed like a tractable problem. There should be a solution to this, no matter how weird it might be. And as it turned out, there was a solution. It was definitely weird. He suspected that the worst way to board a plane was front to back, which is the way a lot of airlines do it, or at least partially. Yeah, yeah, that that obviously makes sense. But that is because all the handicapped... People, super old people, all the everybody getting on, they get on the front. Yeah, but he suspected, he was surprised to discover that the next worst way was back to front, which had been the standard for decades, but it was quicker to just board randomly. This counterintuitive finding made him even more curious about finding the best way. So he applied the computing methods he uses for his astrophysics and coded an optimization algorithm. I was going to do that, but I got busy. <laughs> you know, this is as far from what I can do as, as you know, a dog piloting a boat. <laughs> it's just forget it. Actually, a dog could pilot a boat before I could figure out what the hell this guy is talking about. But anyway, it led him, all of his algorithmic uh, gyrations led him to the Stefan method. That's his last name. Here's how it works. The first person to board a single-aisle jet like a Boeing 737, and let's stick with a single-aisle jet. I mean, if you get into the super jumbos, forget it. You're blowing my mind. Anyway, so the first person to board a single-aisle jet is the passenger in the window seat of the last row. Say it's 30A. We can all comprehend that, right? The next person would be exactly two rows away in 28A, followed by 26A, 24A, 22A, Why? until the window seats in even rows on the right side were full. Okay. I'm, I, I, I assume he's right. I'm just trying to guess why alternating rows makes it faster. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Uh, let me finish the what, then we'll get to the why. Um, so next are the window seats in even rows on the left side of the plane, 30F, 28F, 26F, and so on. Then come the window seats in the odd rows on the right, starting from the back. Same pattern applies to the middle seats and aisle seats till the last person on board plops into the front row. That's just one permutation, though. There are others that would achieve identical results, he says. The idea behind spacing out passengers in alternating rows is to reduce the probability of traffic jams. Okay. Okay. If the primary bottleneck of the boarding process is people waiting in the aisle, yep. mostly because of how long it takes others for, to load their luggage up, this makes sense. his fix maximizes the number of passengers stuffing their bags into overhead bins simultaneously. Absolutely, absolutely makes sense. 
It takes a serial process, meaning a one-at-a-time process, and makes it a parallel process, several at a time. Once his study was published in 2008, he tested the results for a 2011 paper. This dude is really into it. His laboratory was a Los Angeles soundstage. His subjects were volunteers and Hollywood extras. They boarded a mock Boeing 757 using five techniques, and the Stefan method was easily the fastest. Isn't that something? Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of whoever figured out that if, if, if everybody's got to exit for, I don't know, there's a wreck or you're going into a concert or whatever it is, and then you've got the people that cheat and go up along the side and then try to get in. Somebody figured out that actually is faster if you have everybody come up along the side and you do the zipper method of going in. That's actually faster than everybody getting in line. Traffic, too. If two lanes merge into yeah. one, do not get over early to be a good cooperative citizen. No, wait until the very end, then do a zipper, as Jack just described. So why don't airlines do what he's described since it's been well known for quite some time? Because they, way ahead of me. I they know. hate their passengers. They <laughs> enjoy, they punish them. They enjoy inflicting right. pain. They hope you're going to miss your flight and they want your baby to cry because that's well, they're they just evil people. You stole my thunder. Right, exactly. No, uh, I'm sure you're way ahead of us. That it, it it may be the most effective, but it's not the most practical. You're, de- you're dealing with human beings. It doesn't account for multiple travelers like families sitting together or what uh, Stefan calls the other effects of human nature. Airlines don't have the luxury of ignoring human nature. They're stuck with a logistical puddle, puzzle, rather, as well as a psychological test as they try to balance speed, fairness, and revenue. And plus, people just don't freaking cooperate. (laughs) But it's interesting. At least this guy solved it. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's actually devised a more pragmatic version with families in mind. Even rows on the left and right. Odd rows on the left. Odd rows on the right. Still beats most boarding strategies, but it's probably not going to happen. But but yeah, and and then just the randomness of... I don't want to sound like a jerk, but just the randomness of a 110-pound girl trying to lift up her 50-pound bag up into the uh, thing, and she can't do it, changes the whole boarding situation. Because everybody's jammed behind her, or go with the, the old person who can't lift their bag. That happens all the time. Everybody's waiting for that one person to try to get their bag up there and figure out how to put it in. Not if I'm standing near them, they're not. You, put, you push her down and tell her get out of the way? <laughs> Label the segment, Joe Getty is a true gentleman. Jack, not so much. Dot, dot, dot. Why didn't say I was behind her? I'm like 10 people behind her. And I always think, why didn't somebody just grab her bag and shove it in there so we can all sit down? Help the poor girl. Exactly. People are scum. That's that's a relabel this segment. People are scum. I have been treated poorly by United a number of times in my life, so I uh, I will hate them till my dying breath. But um, whenever I do fly United, I'm I reminded that I'm really being abused on Southwest in terms of the seat size. Like, oh yeah, right. You don't have to sit this close together. You don't have to like uh, what do you call it? Uh, sign in for the flight, register. What's there's a word for that? Doesn't matter. Uh, early to get a good seat and then figure out where you are in line and have so many. You thirty seven. I'm thirty. Okay. I have a pretty oh. narrow booty, and uh, it's still difficult for me to wedge my booty into the narrow seat size that they have on Southwest. Imagine a curvy guy like me. <laughs> This has probably run its course. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) About 20 seconds ago. Yeah. 
quick question for you. What if you happen to miss this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. I think we've all known people in our lives. In fact, I'm sure we've all known people in our lives who are perhaps not terribly learned, educated, you know, but they have enormous common sense and wisdom. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of several people right now, um, and I've learned a lot from them. On the other hand, I think we've also run into a lot of people in life who sport degrees and are quite articulate, etc., but they spout crap that you can't believe any adult would spout. And there's a hell of a lot of that in education these days. Politics, too. Are you we about to say to wit or something like that? I wasn't, but I can if you'd like. Ipso facto, to wit. Here you got this Desmond Fambrini, who's a learning specialist. Guaranteed some sort of uh, advanced degree in the Bay Area of California. Talking about childism. Listen to this crap, would ya? Do you know about childism? This term hasn't trended yet, and people aren't talking about this. I think it's totally valid. Childism is the idea of, well, sexism, racism, discrimination against your sex, discrimination against your race. Well, childism is discrimination because you're a child. Like, for example, if a student were to come up to me and say, hey, Desi, I'm non-binary, can you call me they? And I told that student, oh, honey, you're way too young to know your gender identity. This would not only be transphobic, this would also be considered childism. Not only am I not respecting their pronouns, I would also be discriminating against them because of their age. I'm saying they are too young to know what their gender identity is. But you can do this in other ways too. If you don't respect children's opinion, which are completely valid, that's a form of childism. Well, enough credit because it happens all the time. Just like ageism is a thing, we are discriminating against old people. Childism is a thing too. Children need more of a voice in my opinion. So I'm a teacher. This helps. I'm guessing this person doesn't have kids. No, they are a teacher. Define valid. A child's opinion is valid. Define valid. Yeah. Perfect example of some professor puts an idea in your head, and it makes you feel excited and enlightened. So you think, yeah, yeah, then not only that, but this and that and this. And there's no part of your brain that says, oh, here are the problems with that. What's it like to be that way? I have no idea. Somebody can hit me with a, a notion as, as simple as, you know, the sun is hot. And I'll kind of kick around for reasons that might not be true. Turns out the sun is hot. It's very hot. <laughs> um, but you people who, who have no, wait a minute, what if in your brains, no ability to say something as incredibly sophisticated and, and, and complicated as a child's got like no life experience and children think all sorts of stuff that's completely hilariously wacky. What's it like in your world that that sort of thought doesn't cross your mind? Well, I think most of us can look back to our own youth and you don't even have to go back to when you were 10. You can go back to when you were 20 and think of things you believed or thought or said and you're horrified. I know I am. It's like, oh, oh my yeah. God, I can't believe I ever said that out loud. It's a little embarrassing, sure. <laughs> but you were a child. You were utterly unsophisticated, unlearned, unwise, callow, etc. 
It's like I have my thesaurus open. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, again, what color is the sky in your world that you can't recognize how ridiculous your theory is at all? Childism. Yeah, uh, you're not old enough to decide to get a tattoo, but you're old enough to get your genitals mutilated. It's a hell of a society we're living in. Now a word from our friends at Simply Safe. There is never a wrong time to protect your home, but this fall happens to be an especially good time because you can get up to 50% off a brand new Simply Safe home security system named, once again, the best home security of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. Oh, Simply Safe is absolutely amazing. It's the best out there, and it's a lot less expensive. Simply Safe is comprehensive protection for the whole home with advanced sensors that detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more, plus HD cameras for both inside and outside the house. It's all powered by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. That's half the cost of traditional home security. Oh, and we love this with 24-7 live guard protection and the smart alarm wireless indoor camera. Monitoring agents can actually see and speak to intruders, helping stop crime in real time. That's a powerful technology exclusively from Simply Safe. Try Simply Safe risk free for 60 days. If you don't love it, return it, but you're going to love it. For a limited time, listeners can get special 50% off any Simply Safe system with a fast protect plan. Visit slash Armstrong. That's slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Why are we building a roller coaster here on the playground? That's very expensive. Well, the kids asked for it, and their opinions are valid. I don't want to be a childist and say, well, that's idiotic, dangerous, and overly expensive. So, <laughs> anyway, move the move the crane in. Move, watch out, kids. Beep, beep, beep. Sheemany. On the other end of it, have you seen that Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for president, has proposed raising the voting age? Political reporting on this. The youngest candidate in the Republican presidential field is preparing to announce a proposal. He's going big on this to raise the voting age to 25. Meanwhile, in California, some geek is trying to get it dropped to 17. I I think there's more people that agree with this. Pr- probably not super young people, but um, there needs to be some civic experience that you need to have gone through in order to actually vote. You have to have a concept of the relationship between the citizen and the government. You don't have that as an 18-year-old. Well, some some would probably disagree with me. You know, in a small percentage of, of youngsters, that would be true of, but n- not not enough. That's why he says most, actually, and not all. If you uh, serve in the military or a variety of different things, life experience, he's okay with it. Uh, he's he, he he's throwing out some different ideas, including a um, some sort of basic civics test to determine. Oh, it's a poll test. It's the legacy of Jim Crow. That's a dumb response. Thank you. <laughs> the idea of requiring service or civic knowledge for young adults to vote got the best crowd response that he's had at any of his events so far. Raising the voting age or having some sort of test gets his biggest response. So, of course, whatever you get your biggest response on, you're probably going to double down on. Here's a system entirely voluntary. As you're standing in line to vote, someone asks you randomly selected civics questions. And if you get them wrong, everybody else in line mocks you so cruelly, you decide not to vote. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Celebrating 25 years of radio excellence. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's the... Uh, a piece Jay Cost wrote for the National Review that I thought was pretty interesting about the current state of our politics, which fits in with a whole bunch of different stories that we have been talking about. He, uh, Jay Cost argues in National Review that what we're currently doing defies how the U.S. system was designed to work, quoting him now. Republicans and Democrats today conceive of each other as totally, irredeemably corrupted. And this is all from his new book, Democracy or Republic, The People in the Constitution. The two sides fight over everything large and small, from major problems to utter trivialities. To borrow a phrase from Madison's Federalist Number 10, where no substantial occasion presents itself. Boy, that sounds right right now. No substantial occasion presents itself. They fight both tooth and nail over the most frivolous and fanciful distinctions. The mutual hatred between the left and the right leaves little political space for compromise. Fundamentally, they do not wish to compromise. They want to destroy each other. So it is little wonder that our government has been so frequently halted by gridlock. 
The left and right wish to be hegemonic, but the Constitution is designed to prevent factional hegemons from emerging in our country. In other words, you can't accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. If the two sides enter the government not with a spirit of compromise, but with a spirit of destruction, they should expect to be blocked at virtually every turn. That's the way it's set up, which is precisely what has happened. This is no way to run a country, any country, but it certainly dooms us to failure under a consensus-based regime like the United States Constitution. If we want to rail against the evils of our opponents for nothing more than the sheer pleasure of the cathartic relief, so be it. But nothing will get done while we spew our splenetic bile, bile from our spleen, uh, at one another. That's that's the best kind. Splenetic, yeah. splenetic bile? Yeah. But if we actually want to solve problems in this country, we need to recognize that. Under our system of government, working together is the only way to do that. That is an interesting point. That gets left out a lot. We have a system that doesn't allow for what both sides are currently trying to do. Right. Yeah. In fact, it specifically disallows it. The uh, The problem is, and I'm sure he gets to this elsewhere in the book, is even if you're not actually sincerely bent on destroying your opponent, as Mark Leibovich's fabulous book, This Town, pointed out, these people pretend to go at it hammer and tongs. Oh, right. And then laugh in the uh, green room, then go to the same cocktail parties and pick up their kids at the same schools. Uh, but, you know, our system is not designed for that. But our fundraising is. Yeah, that's an specific. God, boom, dunked. That is Joe good. Getty for the win. That is good stuff. <laughs> well, you need to so, write. You need what? The, what's a, the after? You need to write the afterward for his paperback version of that book. Because that might... Sorry, James Madison. Hey, I'm James Madison. Listen to me. Wow. Sorry. Again, just because he's short, you take a sh- He's one of the great thinkers of the Enlightenment, you jackass. Sorry, James Madison. Your system for government might be trumped, if you'll pardon the expression, by the way we got our donor situation set up and cable news and media and everything like that. Sorry. Sorry. I can stay in office. You know, somebody would raise their hand. They would, uh, can I say this anonymously? Cause I don't want anybody to hear this in my district. I can stay in office for the rest of my life. Eat at the finest restaurants, send my kids to the coolest private schools, live a really fun lifestyle, flying around private jets, doing all this cool stuff by never compromising on anything. Correct. So, well you, so you tell me why I should compromise. I got both my kids on my payroll. My wife's my campaign consultant. We live in a giant house right on the Potomac, and you're telling me to compromise for the good of the country. Huh. Now, I used to be a guy who would yell on this very radio show before all this craziness started that, yeah, well, the compromising has got us $3 trillion in debt, and this is unsustainable. Well, three. Yeah, well, yeah, that's back when I was saying that. So that's why I was for the whole break it. Whatever's next has got to be better than this. We're headed off a cliff and nobody seems to care when they were compromising. Now with the nobody compromises ever, we're $33 trillion in debt with no end in sight and nobody really cares about, right. about where we're headed. Other than that, things are going fine from my perspective. Everything's great. Oh, speaking of reaching across the aisle. I'm going to say something nice about John Fetterman, believe it or not. I, th- I think ever since he started wearing a suit, he's cleaned up his act. The hooded behemoth from Pennsylvania. Stay with us, won't you? Well, according to our friends at HelloFresh, fall is the most delicious time of the year. Who am I to judge 
periods of timeless <laughs> deliciousness. But I see their point because a lot of the season's flavors, you get your your uh, your barbecue pulled pork, your apple cider cake, your pumpkin spices, that, that sort of stuff. So HelloFresh does wonderful dinners so you can have fresh-made family dinners, but they do snacks and desserts and all sorts of great stuff delivered yep. to your door. Taking the stress out of mealtime. But did you know that HelloFresh also saves you money? It's cheaper than grocery shopping, 25% less expensive than takeout. That means less stress in your day, more money back in your pocket. Everybody wants that. You know, that's that's great. We ought to say that every time, you know, reducing the stress at mealtime, because that's a drag. Uh, join America's number one meal kit today and get 50% off plus free shipping with the code 50Armstrong at HelloFresh.com slash 50Armstrong. That's the code 50Armstrong at HelloFresh.com slash 50Armstrong. You know, it doesn't help that the guy who got elected president, and I think a lot of people were hoping, I was hoping, that he was going to try to bring us back toward the Madisonian view of government because he did that for many, many years. But nope, he looked, he saw which way the wind was blowing and rightly or wrongly determined, I better get on board with the, the other side is evil, we need to destroy him crowd, and that's what he has done. So we've gone further down that road. Somebody needs to stand up at some point and say, look, our government is designed... To work only if we compromise, mm-hmm. and if we don't, it's just it's just not going to work at all. Well, aside from a small handful of jackasses like ourselves, uh, virtually everybody in media who could carry that message forward has gone with the same plan as the politicians because it helps for clicks, it helps for ratings. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. We've had this conversation many times behind the scenes that. You know, the other side's always wrong. Our side's always right. There's a lot of people making a lot of money with that. Yeah. It's going to have a shelf life, like, as in the country's going to have a shelf life. But, man, currently, the absolutely no compromise ever, if you're seen going out to dinner with the other side, you're ruined. Somebody will run to your left or right, depending on your party, and beat you because you said hello to somebody on the other side. That's just, that's never going to work. No, it's suicidal as a country. Um, but I, I feel like I'm standing on the beach yelling at the tide. Yeah. So, and it fits within its within the Republican Party itself, also. So, uh, Matt Gates and a handful of others are so we're not going to compromise on this, on the whole speaker thing. Well, man, you, your your hope for legislation that reforms. Entitlements and all that sort of stuff can't get through the Senate and get signed by the president currently. You got to win more elections. I don't know. I, I, you're right. We're yelling at the tide. Shockingly, I have a kind word about John Fetterman. He's the loser socialist from Pennsylvania. That's the fella who yeah. only won because he was running against Dr. Oz. That's right. Uh, Carpetbagging quack. <laughs> yeah. I could become senator if I could run against gonorrhea or something else unpopular. Well, that's uncharitable. Toward Dr. Oz, I thought you were calling for civility just a moment ago. Not with Dr. Oz. Mortal enemy. (laughs) Fair enough. It goes back to something he did to us in our own studio, if you haven't ever heard that story. Oh, my God, really? Uh, Behoodied behemoth uh, bum trust funder communist from Pennsylvania. Hi. Good night, everybody. Hello. Uh, You know what, Michael? Let's uh, let's set the scene here with just a little bit of... 
Yeah, I know. That doesn't really enter into any of the things I said, but uh, give us a little clip 61, would you? Come on. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and the people telling the kids don't cry and, like, let them cry. So that's Rashida Tlaib hours and hours after it became generally known that the Israelis did not bomb a a hospital and 500 plus were not killed. All of it was Hamas lies. She was still saying that that was the case. John Fetterman, uh, oddly, uh, tweeted out yesterday. Socialist loser John Fetterman. I think we covered that. But anyway, yes, the same fella uh, said it's truly disturbing that members of Congress rushed to blame Israel for the hospital tragedy in Gaza. Who would take the word of a group that just massacred innocent Israeli citizens over our key ally? The New York Times would. Several Congress people would. Yeah, it's troubling, but good question. I'm on your side yeah. on this one. Now get yeah, a job. For... Get a job ever in your life. Have one job. Well, ever. he's got a job now. He's a U.S. Senator. Fabulous. Bringing his wit and wisdom to the halls of the Senate. Hi. Then you got good night, this. everybody. Good night. A new open letter to Harvard President Claudine Gay, signed by over 70 faculty members. We call on you and the Harvard leadership to publicly and unequivocally condemn the intimidation and harassment of Palestinian, Arab, black, and Muslim students and other supporters of Palestinian liberation at Harvard. The leadership should denounce all forms of racism, Islamophobia, and xenophobia, including anti-Semitism and anti-Palestinian racism. Okay, you know, I'm glad you mentioned anti-Semitism because there's a hell of a deal. Uh, Jewish Harvard students right now are afraid to come out of their dorms because you have mobs dressed as Palestinians chanting death to Israel. Now, the Palestinians elected Hamas back in 2006. I heard somebody reference polling that would show that they would re-elect Hamas again if you had an election today. I don't know if that's accurate or how good the polling is but just, yeah, i'm not familiar with that but for the sake of this conversation assuming that would be true now it is true that they elected hamas the, the one and only time they've ever had open elections but if if they would elect them again so how far do you go with the and children are never to blame for anything uh and you can't put it on them but how far do you go with the it's not their fault so you can't attack Hamas and kill Palestinians if you would vote for the Hamas to be your government. Yeah, that's complicated just because... I'd say, ethically. Yeah, Yeah, and, you know, Hamas, after being elected by a very, very narrow margin, essentially ended democracy and took over as dictators. Um, And I haven't seen those polls, but... Yeah, I just, uh, the whole thing, so much of what's being said on the pro-Palestinian side requires putting aside your morality completely, just making it absolutely clear. All of these moral claims I'm making are entirely conditional on what side we're talking about, just so you know. Right. Appreciate the honesty. Collective punishment for Palestinians is awful, and I might agree with you, but collective punishment for Israelis was okay, because Hamas went in and killed a bunch of babies that didn't vote for nothing. Uh, so you're okay with collective punishment on that side. Right. Collective punishment going the other way is wrong. And then uh, then you've got the other thing of Hamas doesn't represent the Palestinians, but then in the same breath you make the argument of it was just them reacting to decades of oppression. Well, okay, which right. is it? 
Right. Well, I don't mean to suggest that anybody who's pro uh, better a better deal for the Palestinians is uh, is a monster or anything like sure. that, or of course or thinks the Israel has been unfair at times, or maybe even now. Uh, that's absolutely an argument that sh- could and should be heard. Uh, on the other hand. Um, the whole, when you impose the victim oppressor framework on every single question, which is what the radicals in American universities have been doing for a couple of decades now, it, it turns off, it obviates, it avoids the need to think. Every single question is pre-decided for you up to, and I know this sings, sounds like an insane example, even up to it's okay if they slaughter babies in their cribs because they're the victim and the babies were part of the oppressors, so it's okay. It turns you into a stupid, vicious beast when you look at everything through the victim-oppressor lens. You no longer have to think at all. You no longer have to exercise anything approaching morality anymore. That's why it's so appealing to people, because they don't have to wrestle with anything difficult. That's one of the reasons I despise it so much. It turns people into vicious, bloodthirsty mobs who are completely convinced of their own righteousness. Quick question for you. What if you happen to miss this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mean, from uh, tooth extrication instruments to implant instruments. We had a couple of our detectives head over there, and there was a pretty significant dental uh, operation going out back. I mean, you're talking about dental surgery. There are a lot of patients that have to be pre-dosed with antibiotics because of heart conditions. I'm sure his intent is not to infect somebody or do a bad job, but unfortunately, the safeguards aren't in place. The regulation's not in place. So it's really a sad situation. What's that? Black market dentists up, setting up shop in the back of a convenience store, Jack. In Milford, Massachusetts, one Juan Hermida Munoz arrested Friday in connection with the illegal dentistry. Based on the name, I'm uh, guessing this dentist is from a foreign land? Yeah, he's an Ecuadorian national indeed. And he came to this land seeking only to drill into people's teeth without a license, the American dream. You know, I'm not uh I'm not against the idea of certain requirements to be a dentist or a doctor. But but if I'm if I'm poor, I got no health insurance. I know you're not a real dentist, but I don't know, word on the street is you do a pretty good job. I don't know. Should society be stepping in and not let Now is he was he trying to portray himself as like a legit dentist office? <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting question. But if he's a, I hey, think the fact that he was renting the, inter- the rear room of a convenience store is a bit of a clue, isn't it? Well, right. So that's what I'm saying. So, hey, look, I'm uh, I'm pretty handy with tools. I read a lot about it. I, I've watched a lot of videos about dentistry. Here's talk to these five guys over here. I worked on their teeth. They're fine. Um, I got a dental problem. I got no insurance. I'm broke. Uh, maybe I give it a whirl. And should the government stop me? Well, I just appreciate that you grudgingly came out in favor of standards for medical professionals at the beginning of your little screed. That's uh, that's nice. Although, on the other hand, in this country, we have the right to bear arms, but we don't have the right to bear a drill? Right, sure. Does that make sense? That's what I'm saying. I'm an adult. I want this guy to drill into my teeth. It's it would it's it, unlike like if you have a uh cheap off the books crappy electrician install something in your home you could burn down the home and cause all kinds of problems for other people this seems like it's got a limiting factor in that you don't want to be in horrific pain so you're 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 somewhat uh incentivized to uh, to, to 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 not just have anybody drill in your head i would assume yeah, yeah, the 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 fellow who we're listening to is the police chief, I believe, um, who pointed out that, you know, there is a pretty good chance of a terrible medical outcome. Well, then don't go to them. Let people make their own adult decisions. I don't know. I'm I'm I don't like cracking down on this. Jack My comes got- out in favor of Ecuadorian off-books dentists. All right. Uh- Uh, I don't come out in favor of me going to them or taking my kids there, but if you want to, I think you should be able to. If you think he can pull your tooth out, then go ahead. Have a go at it. What's your limit? This uh, tape of the incident. Uh, 
Uh, how about the, uh, like, garage plastic surgeons who uh, inject fillers into women's uh, buttocks to give them a bigger badonkadonk and women end up dying? As long as they know that you're not actually a doctor, <laughs> then fine. Well, I, I appreciate your love of liberty. <clears throat> but if somebody ends up dead... Well, then they made a bad choice. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I'm like an off-the-books uh, garage plastic surgeon, and I'm injecting filler into women's butts and they die? You don't think I should be in trouble? I don't know. Were you doing your best? Or were you... Uh... Oh, for the love of heaven. That, that That's a dozen sorts of reckless endangerment and... and no, good gracious. Let people make their own decisions. Wow. Hey, uh, I ain't got no money. You think you can pull my tooth out? I've seen you with a pair of pliers. You seem pretty handy. Oh, Yank wow, this baby out for me. I'm going to bite down on a strap of leather. How are you going to bite down on a strap of leather? He's pulling your tooth out. Mm. So you haven't thought this through at all. <laughs> More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.